<laughs> hey, good girls. Welcome to Between the Sheets, a podcast about books, sex, relationships, and occasionally our messy personal lives. I'm your host, Kels. And I'm your host, Denise. So grab a drink and get in bed, you dirty little sluts. Hello and welcome back. Happy New Year. Denise, how are you? I am good, Kels. How are you doing? Feels weird to say Happy New Year, even though we're recording this prior to New Year's. But you know, we're all about getting ahead of schedule this time around, right? We will not be disappearing on you guys ever again. We will not ghost you like those bastards in the past. (laughs) Okay, so do you actually have any plans for New Year's? Are you doing anything? Do you have any traditions? What's up with you? So I do have some really weird traditions. I think it's the Eastern European in me that has been like brainwashed with all of these weird things that you should do for good luck. One of them being taking a hundred dollar bill and putting it in your bra for a very wealth filled year. Okay, so like strippers are already one tit ahead of us, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Normally we just kind of make a little surf and turf and chill out. We don't do anything big. You and your seafood you had a ton of a seafood feast for Christmas as well. That's true. Don't tell Avery and Luca from Water Under the Bridge. <laughs> Literally. So I don't really have any traditions, but my husband has this one that we do every year. He takes 12 grapes and we're supposed to eat them at midnight. I think each grape is supposed to signify a month of the year and you're supposed to make a wish or something. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I recently heard about something exactly like that where you have to eat 12 grapes at midnight like under some kind of table and you have to wear red and then you'll fall in love in the new year I don't know how much I believe that I mean I do put money in my bra on new year's I guess there's something for everyone if my husband is trying to eat 12 grapes to fall in love um we have a bigger problem (laughs) on our hands So tell me, do you have any resolutions for the year? Do you like planning out any goals? And kind of how do you go about it? In years past, I have detailed planned out goals. And last year, I took a different approach, which I'm going to be taking this year as well. Instead of planning the entire year out, I now plan three months in advance. And I have, you know, bigger goals that I want to reach. But I feel like when you try to plan for a year ahead, so much changes. Like last year, I had a whole bunch of goals and by three months in my whole perspective on life has changed which because we started talking and like starting a podcast and writing these books weren't initially on my goal list but then they became very important to me so this year I'm not doing a year plan okay I'm excited for you do you have anything in terms of advice that you would like to share no I don't want you're like don't share my secrets (laughs) We're gatekeeping. (laughs) No, I want you to talk about how you keep goals. Because I think out of the two of us, I am a very deep... Type A person. (laughs) Yes, I'm a type A person and I like having a plan for things. You get so much done, I don't understand how you don't have a plan for every day. (laughs) I'm confused. I think I kind of had the mentality shift about it like a year or two ago. I would always, like I'm sure a lot of people do, make a plan for the year of things I would like to achieve. And I would just constantly write the same things over and over again. Eat healthier. Work out twice a week. Write a book. Uh, Just let's take a moment to say that I'm thrilled to have achieved that with you this past year. Typically the goals would never be achieved. (laughs) They would all look really bad and very general. And then I tried, you're setting like very like specific concrete goals. Again, (laughs) 
That did not work. I felt more disappointment in my goal setting and more pressure and sadness toward myself than I did the kindness and the kind of moment of, aha, I'm doing great, that I hoped I would feel after the goals. So now I don't set them. I kind of have like overarching things I want to get done and I just keep those on the forefront of my mind and until they're done. And then once they're done, I think of something else. <laughs> Goal setting sometimes leads people to disappointment because they're basing their success off of something that they set for themselves, but nobody really is keeping them accountable for that. But then we put all this pressure on us to achieve the things that we want to achieve. And it's not always the most healthy because... Uh, thinking about one of the goals that was on my list for years and years and years was run a marathon. And I know a lot of people have this goal on their list, run a marathon. And at the end of the day, I really had to sit there and ask myself, why do I want to run a marathon? And then mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that, oh, because other people will think it's cool if I've run a marathon. Well, why the fuck am I doing anything if other people think it's cool? Like, I don't give a fuck about other people thinking I'm cool. <laughs> like, So yeah. I don't want to run 26 miles at a certain point in my life I might I do love running but it's so hard on the body that I'm like I don't need to run for 26 miles I can run for my two miles and be just as content with that as a goal you know yeah exactly I think it's truly understanding why we even set the goals that we do especially in a culture that's so obsessed with wellness watching and with aspiration and affirmation and all of this stuff that you're meant to do every day and I kind of shared this bit of advice with my partner the other day who was struggling to keep himself focused on believing what he's doing isn't imposter syndrome and what I said was instead of saying And we'll use the context of us being authors instead of saying I'm going to be an author or I'm going to be a successful author. We already are doing those things. And just because we're in the beginning stretch of what we are doing doesn't take away from the fact that we already are. And so if you ate a vegetable and your goal is to get healthy, instead of just constantly trying to convince your brain, I will do this, you're already saying I am not. Yep. And instead of just saying I am not, say I am. I am healthy. I ate a vegetable. High five. And that's <laughs> it. You're going to be way more excited to eat your vegetables because you're healthy. And you're doing it for the right reasons because I think... L- If you put lose weight and eat healthy, why are your reasons behind that? And if they always come down to someone else or you think that something, someone else wants you to do something, then you should just take those out from your goal. But I think you're so right. And I heard this with manifestation. I'm not a huge believer. I don't actively try to manifest things. I know a lot of people have this whole routine that they go through, but I do think positive affirmations and acting like you're already where you want to be is really helpful. And I think that's how we've achieved so much is because when we say I'm an author, we are a fucking author. But even before we had a published book, I'm an author because we are writing. We are going to eventually achieve that goal. So acting like you've already achieved your goal will help you get to that goal because you're already living that life, you know? Exactly. Just because you're in the beginning stages of what you want the final product to look like does not take away from the fact that you are in that beginning stage and you are living your truth. And just having any kind of mentality or pattern of thought that makes it think like, well, I'm not doing this now and this is what I will look like when I do, already takes away from the fact that you're taking the step to get to the place you want to be. It's like, I don't know, I always say our brains aren't that smart. Like, they believe anything (laughs) you tell them. (laughs) And so just tell them that what you want is already occurring. (laughs) 
that is not always the easiest thing to do. I think yeah. with self-doubt and imposter syndrome, it's always so easy to fall back into the routine of I'm not good enough, I can't do this. And I think we're always gonna have those days, but I think even if you're doing a little bit each day to achieve your goal, you're eventually gonna re reach it. Like we wanna write a book. If we write a sentence a day, eventually we'll get to that book. Just not being hard on yourself is the most important takeaway is that if you are setting goals for the new year, don't look at them if you didn't achieve them and feel sad. You didn't do anything wrong. Because if I looked and... at the goals that I set at the beginning of last year, half of them I would not have achieved, but I achieved a whole slew of other things. And I'm so I'm not saying that last year was not successful. I just was in a very different place in January of last year than I was this year. Yeah, that actually makes me think I should start instead of a goal list, an achievement list this year. So I can look at all of the things that I achieved in 2023 and yep. maybe even in 2022 and kind of just be happy about that instead of comparing it to stuff that I didn't quite get around to. That's smart because I think at the end of the day, Denise and I are trying to run a business and so we have to make goals for our business or... <laughs> when it comes to practical project management, please ignore this advice. We do need <laughs> systematic <laughs> approaches to things, but in terms of a philosophical way to approach your own growth and self-fulfillment, definitely just go easy. Our happiness is always determined about what our definition of success is. And a lot of people say they can't be happy until they're successful. Well, what does success even look like to you? And yeah. until you can define that, you can't really base yourself on, I say all this and then I text Denise and I'm like, girl, I didn't write today. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> so like take all of this with stride. Like we can, yeah. we can give you guys advice, but just know that every day is a mountain that I don't want to climb. <laughs> My partner and I talk about this all the time and he's just like, how do you just keep doing stuff? And honestly, I just don't spend a lot of time with myself in my brain. <laughs> I think that's the key to success is don't think about it, just do. Because you overthink it. And I think a you lot of us it. overthink everything. I mean, Whereas if you sit down and you're like, I have to do this, I think that's just also like trauma response, right? Being yeah. like, I have to get this done and you have no other choice. And by not giving myself a choice to sit around and think about what I'm doing, I just hope to get it done. Biggest <laughs> that I achieved was when I graduated college. I didn't go the traditional path of graduating, I was working full time. And the whole time I was like, I had this pie in the sky that I was gonna graduate college, but I never thought about what I was gonna do afterwards. So even when you reach your goal, you think I'm gonna be happy when I reach this goal. And then you get there and you're like, well, what the fuck else am I supposed to do now? Now I've reached this, now my whole identity has been built around this one goal and now I'm floating, you know? And I think that's yeah. why a lot of people struggle after they graduate or when they enter adulthood of being like, I've been in this systematic go to school, be told what to do, be told what success is. And then we have to take a step back and figure it the fuck out for ourselves. And it's scary and overwhelming and nobody has a fucking rule book on life. I wish. Exactly. It would be so much easier. For the sake of trying to get me organized for the new year, <laughs> I also want to mention, I may not write down goals anymore, but I do have my little vision board. I need to get better at changing yeah. and kind of updating, but I made a vision board last year and I got everything I wanted on yeah. that vision board. I think that's an excellent point because for some people, writing down the goals in words helps. For some people, saying their daily affirmations out loud 
some people do vision boards it's all finding what works for you because we all learn differently and we all like to view things differently if you don't write down your goals do a vision board record a little notes app thing i don't know just find something that works for you that you can look back and be like wow i fucking did that because i do like writing down goals and then forgetting about them and then like six months later coming back and being like wow i fucking did that it's so cool it's nice i agree figuring out what works for you and not being afraid to update it because I had to like update my vision board like six months into last year because everything just happened and I was I, I guess I need new stuff to put on here now <laughs> be flexible and don't plan too far ahead for the sake of this podcast though we do have some categories that I think we have health financial travel love and creative do you have anything in those that is speaking to you right now that you'd like to share with the rest of the good girls on the podcast huge one that is actually changing for me this year is travel and as you know I'm a little travel bug and I've been traveling for the past 10 years and all my money that I ever get goes to travel because honestly it's one of the most fulfilling things that I have done but the last trip I went on I really was just wanting to get home and work on our business and not in an unhealthy way we have so many goals for our business that we want to achieve that i felt like i wasn't able to relax to reach my goals i need to have a routine and do the same thing every day and so taking me out of that routine it takes me so long to get back so one of my goals for 2023 is travel less sounds like a weird goal i used to use it so much as an identity like yeah i travel but what else is there to me like what else you know and me and denise are planning a trip together which I'm so excited for but having more purpose on going on these trips rather than trying to reach to x amount of countries which was my goal originally and now I'm like why why you know I love that yeah that makes me feel really happy for you but we are gonna have a fucking blast on our trip and it's nice because not having 20 trips to go on next year I can just focus on our one trip that we have planned and like make that really special and really nice and have something to look forward to I love that that is a great goal what about Um, you let me see out of my categories i think i'm gonna dive into health a little bit because this is the category that i do make goals in every year and fail in terribly because it is the first thing to go for me when i am in a period of stress in a period of being busy like exercise is not part of my routine and i think just the term health encompasses much more than working out for me which i don't love and that's like a whole other episode to discuss of like workout situations that you should be in because not everyone can just go to the gym. It's not for everybody. I think I like team sports much more than I do just working out at the gym and I'm shy. So I have not found anyone to do team sports with yet. But... But I love team sports, and so I think that's like my fun activity. All of that aside, I just want to try to prioritize my health more than I do other things. And I'll very easily sacrifice having a good meal or going on a 10-minute walk or going to sleep a little earlier for the anxiety that lives in my soul. (laughs) Yeah, both of us, after writing our first book, Water Under the Bridge, we had to take like a month and a half off of everything, and we didn't really anticipate that, but we had ignored our health 
so much over the summer that I think it kind of came to a pinnacle point where it forced us to pay attention to it with going on to the next year it's going to be really nice having that support system of both of us trying to keep health in the forefront and make sure that we're dealing with our anxiety but also making doctor's appointments and going to the dentist and all the things that you don't want to do but as an adult you should do because we do want to live long healthy lives right in the chase of whatever your goals are remembering that sacrificing your well-being isn't glamorous no you're not better than anyone for sleeping four hours a night you're not achieving more the hustle culture which i've lived on my entire life from being a child to where i am now it was always hustle work hard work the hardest out of anybody i am so done with that mentality of life it is just not fulfilling because at the end of the day you achieve everything that you want to achieve and it's it's really kind of like what you you just have to sit there and be like okay what else is there to me other than work other than doing a lot of times I sacrifice my health for the sake of saying I worked I did I achieved and my body's like well you didn't sleep and you're getting older and this is going to kill you so stop but we still in a society think working 80 hour weeks is glamorous is insane to me I think one of the things that I tried to do last year is when someone asks me hey how are you instead of saying busy that used to always be my go-to response just like we were talking in the beginning it is just telling your mind you're busy that's not how you feel that's just Mm -hmm. isn't an action Action. in action (laughs) we're writers and we're good at it but we also pay editors so don't worry still read our book please (laughs) it's an adjective and a verb okay so we're both right Woo! come on it's not Um, a noun (laughs) it's not a noun this is also another thing i've always put that I wanted to write more but I always got scared because I am not a great speller I will admit to that wholeheartedly like I'm not a great speller (laughs) but there's fucking Grammarly there's spell check there's Denise there's editors like come on you know I don't need to be a great speller to be a great writer it's true a lot of writers are also dyslexic like it's hard doesn't mean you can't share your stories you're a storyteller I'm a storyteller with a little bit of dyslexia so spelling (laughs) never easy for me you're always gonna have challenges that are going to come at you and you just need to figure out how to work with your challenges to try to achieve the things that you want to. I think it's also important and I've actually been hearing this kind of school of thought for a little while recently. Please understand that this is coming from someone with an extremely traumatic background (laughs) but a lot of the times we might just choose to stay miserable. You might just think no no like my circumstances I, I can't go outside I'm too anxious I'm too hurt I'm too this but you're just telling your brain that. And and I'm not taking away from trauma. I've had so many days where I can't get out of bed and so many days where I'm helpless, hopeless, and literally feeling like the scum of the earth. But there is something to be said about the fact that everything we do is a choice. In most scenarios, we can choose otherwise. We can just not look at it like a mountain. We could just look at it as a road. Yeah, and I, I love that you say that because I think for many years I also fell into like the victim mentality of you know this happened to me so I'm a victim the the pity comments kind of got addicting like it kind of got addicting Mm -hmm. to have people feel sorry for you Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that's healthy at all but it felt good when people understood your pain and then they would say but look how much you've achieved and that for me got a little addicting and now I'm just like I don't want to be the victim my entire life I don't want people's pity I want to do things because I feel 
good about them, not because I need someone else's validation. And I think as we're talking this whole time, I'm like, wow, I've run a lot of my life on other people's validation and I've gotten so far in my life, but finally at 29, I'm 29? taking this- <laughs> 29 um, I'm finally being like I don't want to enter my 30s I don't want to enter my entire life with this mentality and so it's really hard to break cycles and habits but I think in the long run it's going to pay off so much more the struggle for anyone in their 20s we all kind of fall victim to expectations that other people have created for us we talk about this on a future episode so spoiler alert um, but it's it's just the thought process of if I had never seen a rom-com how would I know what love looks like and had someone not expected something of me had society not said you need to have this degree and have this job and this briefcase to look cool and to be accepted like how would we be as people and I kind of try to keep that on the forefront of my mind all the time is is the decision I'm making mine or is it because I'm seeking that approval and it's so normal to seek approval especially I feel like the both of us come from very tumultuous childhoods so those years and that time spent playing victim and craving someone to recognize you and see you and understand you is normal like we were both hella neglected dude <laughs> and that's why we got on tiktok and we're like hello look at us <laughs> notice <laughs> us <laughs> and also just the nice thing about coming from such bad childhoods is that we're funny as a result so <laughs> <laughs> there's an upside to everything and i think it makes you an open and emotionally intelligent person who sees things a little differently than everybody else that's cool it is really cool so so for financial, let's just touch briefly. I want to be a billionaire. I, I am a billionaire. I am Pause. a billionaire? I am a billionaire or I'm about to be in a billionaire romance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but financial goals, I think, have also shifted a little bit for me. It was always like, how much money can I make? And now I'm like, how much money can I sustain the life that I want to live? Yeah, it totally does. I think that's what mine is as well. And kind of just being mindful of what I'm purchasing. Yep. Kind Kind of back to what we were just saying, not buy things that are aspirational and think are going to solve my life problems. No face cream is capable of resolving any of the issues I feel, <laughs> no matter how much I want it to be true. Wouldn't that be great though? Like, here's a face cream that will prevent wrinkles and heal your child trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay a lot of money for that. Actually, the other thing for financial, and I guess this is kind of wrapping into health, and this is something I started doing recently because we've been like notion sluts. This is not sponsored by Notion, but if anyone from Notion is listening, sponsor us. We love you. We love um, Notion so much. We love Notion. <laughs> On Notion, I've been planning these like recipe trackers and I've been very conscious about my grocery list. And I used to be kind of an ingredient person shopper. I would buy ingredients that I'm like, oh my God, I could make this chicken breast with asparagus. And then I kind of never did because the meals were never cohesive and good and delicious. But now I'm actively purchasing for recipes and kind of planning my meals a week in advance. And I feel like that falls into financial just because it makes me more mindful with my spending around food because mm -hmm. food is the one thing I will always spend a lot of money on. Always. Like, no matter what. Yeah. I definitely agree with this. This actually was a goal for this month, tracking how much money we were spending eating out. I was floored when we looked at our Same. total year spend and we definitely were like, what are we getting out of that? And sometimes it's great. I love a good meal. I love going out and like not cooking and just being able to spend time with people. But when you're ordering in just to watch a movie nine times out of ten you can cook it better at home if you try and then it's also another activity to spend time together for me a lot of food purchases is kind of like I don't have time it's not worth it but I've kind of shifted that mentality and this has kind of made myself a victim in my own home of saying like 
I'm the one who cooks the best then my partner can't do anything and I have to be the person doing the kitchen stuff and those those are just like very bad codependent unhealthy mindsets and if your partner cares they will help and so now I kind of plan out healthier recipes and my partner takes care of the cooking half of the week and I do the other half and yes. kind of works much better now a hundred percent relate to that because I used to be like I have to cook all the meals he doesn't know how to do that but I swear like if the zucchini is cut a different way than I usually do it it still fucking tastes the same but I was like it needs to be so same. precise and you don't know how to do it so I'll just do it and now I just send him the recipe and I'm like we'll get food out of it and yeah, I don't it's... have to spend time and it's acts of service like something I love for him to do is cook for me yeah exactly <laughs> especially in so many heterosexual relationships falling onto the thought pattern of I'm the woman and I'm gonna take care of these things because I know best is just perpetrates that toxic mentality we're taught we have two other categories which kind of brings us over to love love is an interesting category to put on especially because we are both in relationships a simple one that we do is it doesn't sound like a lot but each of us will take a turn to plan a date and we put like low expectations so every month we switch off so you plan a date I plan a date and it really is a simple way because you fall into a routine when you live together and then nothing really feels special but if you're like I'm gonna do a date night and plan it and then you get to like surprise your partner of what you're doing and you can do really simple things but like last year I took him like axe throwing and you can still do cool things or on a budget like did like an hour we painted the other person and we couldn't show (laughs) them and then at the end of the hour we revealed our portraits I look like Gumby in his eyes I guess and I made him look like a book boyfriend so you know it's just like stupid silly activities that make you feel like you're dating again I guess yeah I like that I think I'm gonna steal that as a goal from yours because this is a place that I do play victim in is that a lot of the times I'll make excuses for not doing dates and we'll be like oh well my partner's not great at planning or he's a homebody and I feel like that involves a a much different conversation to be had uh, because it's kind of like excuses because we love each other and we love spending time together but it's truly the effort that I feel like both of us don't really put into making activities happen yeah like most of our dates are meals and going out to eat so I got guilt tripped the other day because (laughs) our our wedding anniversary is coming up and we also take turns on who's planning the wedding anniversary And last year, my husband did this whole scavenger hunt where he went on my wish list on Amazon and bought all the books off my wish list and then hid them around the house. And each book had a clue to where to go for the next one. And it took- Chelsea's husband is like painfully book (laughs) boyfriend-ish. Like we talk about how much of a book boyfriend he is, me and my partner all the time. He's annoying (laughs) because then I have a lot to reach up to. it's, It's so funny because on TikTok, I make fun of it and I'm like oh my god you should be doing x y and z and then people are like oh you should make your husband do all this and I'm like no I make fun of it because he's stupidly a book boyfriend and sometimes <laughs> it's putting the expectation too high because like what the fuck <laughs> am I supposed to do for our anniversary this year he's very romantic okay he's guys extremely romantic. please send me a message on Instagram <laughs> with what I should do for our anniversary that's in February how can a I be a book boyfriend for my husband? <laughs> I know. How can it be a book boyfriend for my husband, guys? Help me. 
That's going to be on KD between the sheets on Instagram or KD in the sheets on Twitter. Please help Kels outdo her husband this year. <laughs> but yeah, simple love goals. I think like just making sure that you are showing your partner that you care about them. And like communicating. Okay, so one year I'll just tell you a juicy goal that I set a couple years ago. But when I was on birth control, I had a very low libido. TMI, maybe not, but whatever. A lot of girls <laughs> experience it. And so this bitch, January rolls around and I was like, my libido is so low, but my goal for this year is to have sex every day. <laughs> you were pumped. I was like, yeah, I lasted two days, dude. And then I was like, I need a break. I'm gonna get a UTI, man. Oh my God. <laughs> make sure that if you do set goals, make them realistic. They're for you. <laughs> and, and they're for you. <laughs> You were prepared. You were like, I'm going to solve all my issues. Hormonal imbalance. How do you get over low libido? Having sex when you don't want to. No. (laughs) Doesn't solve anything. Oh, I love being a woman. (laughs) And finally, for our last goal, let's hop on over to creative. And we were talking about this just before we hopped on. I think for me, apart from everything that we have going on and how incredibly well we're working on our own creative process with our business and with our books and with our writing and with our characters and all of this other stuff. Stay tuned, guys, because we do have a lot of really exciting stuff going forward in the next couple of years. So if you're along for the ride, we love you. But for me, I'm trying to find hobbies that are less screen time consuming. Uh, yes. So we're going back into the dark ages and shutting off our computer screens, our phones, our TV screens, wherever possible. And I think I'm really trying to focus spending more time on cooking and non-screen based activities. So I picked up knitting again recently and that's been a great way to remain off of my phone and kind of use my hands and make something and cooking as well it just kind of forces you to work on one thing and then it's really rewarding because you kind of have something afterwards I think creation physically creating something is so rewarding and a lot of the times when we're online and we're doing things that are related to our online life it feels so fake it just lives in like a three inch device you know what I mean whereas when we actually got printed copies of our book it was like holy shit wow like we did this we created something and that's my goal for 2023 kind of very tangentially so you want to use your hands more okay, i want to well. use my hands more well, um good luck to your boyfriend every day for for, th- for three days i expect to get a beanie and a scarf and maybe like a cute little crop top from you to wear this summer that you've knitted for me because yeah you know. you'll maybe get a blanket that's uneven <laughs> I'm not good at it. You're like my mother. My mother on Christmas goes, I want you to knit me a hat. I'm like, I've never knit a hat before. She's like, you need to do it. <laughs> I, and, and then you wonder how I achieve my goals. Do I have another choice? Well, okay. Next year when we're doing this podcast episode, we'll listen back. And then, you know, your whole house is going to be a knit fest. I agree. I'm going to be in a beanie. That's just the truth. I am a knitter. I'm professional. <laughs> I love it. No, I a creative goal of mine is to get back into stand-up comedy. I started doing stand-up when I was working at my finance job and I literally hated it. And so I needed an outlet because I was working with people who had no the sense job, of humor. Not the stand-up guys. Correct. I have moved a couple times and I haven't picked it back up, but I love when people look at me. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this just the other day, and here for the sake of you feeling acknowledged in this thing that I turned down immediately. 
I know. Oh my God. Kels was offering to do either a panel with our books or a signing or something in New York where we would get to meet a bunch of you guys if anyone was interested. And I was like, God, no. (laughs) Because I do not like to be seen or perceived. I know. Because I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so fun if we do like a podcast signing event in New York and like people can come and meet us and we could meet some of you guys. And yeah, those, those were shot down. But if we get a lot of people um, telling Denise that we should, then maybe she will eventually do it. We have five months, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, literally. You guys have five months to convince me. I'm not going to be easily convinced at all. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in New York, I think that will be so much fun. And going into 2023 is just going to be a great year. I can feel it. There's just going to be a lot of setting. Exciting stuff happening. And we're really excited for this season. We've already recorded a few episodes so we're ahead of schedule come on we're so proud of ourselves and we will we're not going to promise you anything because we're not going to want to listen back to this episode next year and not keep a promise but we are going to try our best to share with you every week for the remainder of 2023 we're excited to share really scandalous past dating stories with you weird tmi fun facts about sex lives and things that are probably going to end up making it into our books uh as the years go by so thank you to those of you who like and enjoy listening to us we hope to hear from you on our instagram and on our twitter and if you haven't already it would mean the world to us if you support our first book water under the bridge which is available on amazon and we can't wait to spend 2023 with you we all hope you had a safe and exciting new year's and let's go january (laughs) (laughs) excellent